Hello everyone, welcome to Cup of Three. My name is Ashley. I'm joined as always by my co-host and friend, Mabel, calling in from San Diego for the first time. Where, 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 where? <laughs> Your girl moved. <laughs> she moved from the uh, very cloudy and dark streets of West Michigan all the way to the West Coast. And we're very jealous and happy for her. <laughs> she saw a cactus in real life. <laughs> which... That was the biggest surprise to me. <laughs> For a lot of the listeners who are probably already there, it's not a big deal. But for us in Michigan, we don't. We buy them in sunshine. stores. And that's it. Right. So <laughs> sunshine. Mm-hmm. Remember natural light? Wasn't surprised by the palm trees and, you know, the time change and all the stuff I knew was coming. But the cactus. <laughs> the cactus really threw you for a loop. Right. <laughs> that's adorable. I'm not in a Home Depot. What are you doing here? <laughs> Exactly. Uh, oh, and then also joined, of course, by a fiance and co-host, Agu. So if this is your first time joining us, we are a podcast covering reality shows on love and relationships. Right now we are covering Married at First Sight season 12. And today we're going to talk about episode 11, which are the month anniversaries. So if you can believe it or not, these couples have been together for a full ass month now. Their stranger spouse is now just a person that they know and live with and are trying to figure out life with. Mm-hmm. And I think we can fairly say that it's going great for some and terrible for others. <laughs> so <laughs> this there's the whole spectrum this season. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like we do see that in past seasons too, where it's like you see some people who have really hit their stride and others who are struggling. Yeah. And that doesn't even always net out to like how things are gonna go for like decision day or like even beyond yeah. that. So it's no. helpful, but I don't I don't know, there's some people who we see that are having a hard time now where I still think that they could make it work, but we got to make some changes. So let's start with Ryan and Clara. Um, I guess let's begin with, so she's moving some of her stuff into his house and it, it feels like they're trying to tell the story of she's being very controlling and being you know, saying this is what needs to go here and this is what we're going to change and this is what we're going to do and Mm -hmm. making the place hers and everything. Um, So I just want to start there. Like, what what do you think about how they're approaching the, like, merging their lives and the moving in together at his place part? It seems a little out of place, in my opinion, (laughs) because they're so adamant about, oh my gosh, we are going at pace ryan is all about we're not having sex i am not saying i love you until i'm ready and he's overthinking everything else but yeah go ahead and move in together that's cool <laughs> yeah no okay now that you say that that is that's a big deal and it's we're just being like skipping over it yeah that's that's odd also i think part of this is just the editing you're right uh ashley like they're making it seem like oh he's having a hard time with this we saw what your place looked like before like it needs some some help like it's okay like (laughs) it's okay Mm -hmm. this is gonna be better your cabinets are actually going to be level and not tilted (laughs) to the side like she she can help you (laughs) straighten up your your cabinets yeah and like all the Uh, things she was saying they didn't sound out of the ordinary i was just like yeah no he probably should have had this done a while ago like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i think that's a really good point though mabel that this is it it seems a little premature for them to be doing this if other things that are regular couple things on the list aren't are like very intentionally being pushed off 
Mm-hmm. It does mm-hmm. because like they have, I would assume their uh, shared apartment that's provided by the show until decision day. And I'm sure there's some transition period there and then they move on to whatever mm-hmm. place that they're choosing to be in. But at this point, so it's a month in and they're already moving her stuff into his place, which to me right. is kind of a good sign in the sense of like, you wouldn't be doing that if you weren't sure about the relationship. You're moving your personal possessions into like your new partner's home. You wouldn't be doing that if you were like, I don't know if this is going to work out yet. Like maybe That's other true. couples would have pushed that discussion down the road a little bit more once they were a little bit more secure. So maybe that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that could be a good sign. At least like we see his actions. And I even think that she said it when they were on their one month anniversary. She's seeing that his actions are there and, you know, he really does see them having a future and he's treating her like a wife. It's just some of the other things, I guess, what she was expecting are always there. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. But like with them in particular, I think I'm starting to realize like my, so like for our relationship, uh, it was very like we we're dating and then we're seeing each other a lot more often and then we're going to each other's places a lot more often and then we move in like it felt in my head like that felt like a smooth transition and mm-hmm. but seeing i think it's his whole thing with like the not having certain types of sex thing that it's like it's confusing mm-hmm. my head on how their timeline works right like to me them moving in together is a very very big deal but i don't know if that is the case for him because he thinks some type of sex isn't a big deal and some kind is so it's Mm -hmm. just i'm like i don't know i can't really identify with this one as much so i'm having a hard time like yeah that seems like a big deal to me like i think this is gonna sound wild but i think for a lot of people our age moving in together is a bigger deal than like having sex if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. like like it's way more of a commitment um and i feel like for other generations that's like completely different so so to me i'm like do you guys this is a are you sure you do you want to wait a little bit more and make sure this isn't gonna like fall apart but yeah hopefully i don't sound like a uncivilized uh pagan out here but i just i don't (laughs) uncivilized pagan that's what i was gonna call you actually so with this i mean we're seeing some actions from ryan that he's ready to be committed but other things that he doesn't seem to be comfortable doing and especially the topic of saying i love you and expressing love in that way is something that they see seem to see very differently it's not something he has said to someone before and it's something that Clara says to apparently anyone. (laughs) (laughs) And when they had their double date with um, Virginia and Eric, she literally said in front of everyone, yeah, if you don't drop the I love you within six months, then I'm probably going to leave. It's a lot of pressure. Even if he was going to say before six months, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, do you think that's going to help her get the outcome that she's looking for? (laughs) That's a leading question. It (laughs) It is. Most definitely a leading question. Like, I get her frustration with it. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, 
it's odd to me. Like the Derek and Katie one, this was the, the last example we've had of, well, that I can think of that we've had on this show where saying I love you was a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And with them, um, it, it felt pretty ridiculous as well to be having a fight over this. But with this one, it feels like it's, It feels like it's a bigger issue, too. Like, I think if it was just Mm -hmm. not saying I love you, that's one thing. But I think it's that with the mixture of their disagreements on how to proceed sexually. I think that's why it's making this a bigger deal. And it's it's Mm -hmm. odd because it seems like they are really, really good. Yeah. in almost everything else but then as soon as that topic comes up you can like see that she's irritated by it um and like not in like an editor's way like it seems like genuinely like she gets yeah uncomfortable and gets a little fidgety and like you can just it's like she's mad so i Mm -hmm. like if it's that important to you i i I kind of get why she would say that. I is there a better way of saying it? Maybe, but like, it seems like if they were to get to six months and things didn't change, that she would. Like, I think she's being completely transparent. Like, it wouldn't work for them. I mean, maybe she may be that kind of person that is hundred percent to a word, and if it's six months and she doesn't hear it, she's gone. But I also think part of her frustration is that she's already expressed it. And you know, like when you get annoyed about something and you like realize it's there, like, I don't know, the coasters aren't stacked correctly in the kitchen or something like that. Like that shows how petty I am sometimes, but (laughs) that's not the point of the story. (laughs) Um, The point is if you realize something is annoying you and you like voice it and you like then start thinking about it more. That's all you can think about. And so she keeps talking about it and she keeps bringing it up and she is not going to stop until it's changed. I'm like, okay, now you're obsessing. Now you need to stop and relax a little bit. That's the first thing I think that she's like creating that own added frustration for herself. Mm -hmm. The second thing I was going to say is that she makes me think of other girls that are like waiting for the ring. Like, when is he going to put a ring on it? Ha ha. Like, hint, hint. Like, ooh, we've been together for how many months or years or whatever. And ha ha, we're on babies. I'm like, okay. We get the obvious hints. You don't need to keep dropping them. Obviously, he knows. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> You're not helping. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I think it's becoming mm-hmm. something that everything overall seems like it's pretty good with them. But yeah. these are the few sticking points of she's not getting 100% of what she wants. And so it's easy to look at those things as like, as really big problems when it, in the grand scheme of things, they're not that big to me. I think yeah. where it's, it, it seems to be coming from a place of insecurity. Because think mm-hmm. about like what the, the the things are. So a very specific kind of sex, as you said, Agu, and saying I love you. Those are things that kind of validate the relationship it validates Mm -hmm. that he is in this relationship he cares about her he's committed he wants to make this work Mm -hmm. i think if she were to reframe the whole situation more as 
okay, those are those are what those words and actions would mean to me, that he's committed, he cares about me. Mm-hmm. Are there other ways he might be showing me that he cares about me and is committed to me that would be things that I could maybe focus on for now and I can be patient mm-hmm. with these other things? So things like he's letting you move into his house, his yeah. house that he bought himself, yeah. his personal yeah. space, that's becoming yours. You're combining it. That's a big deal. He's... Yeah spending time with you he's spent you know setting up these dates for you to watch your wedding video in the backyard he fixed it up all cute and like Mm -hmm. he he is showing in other ways that he does care about her and i think it's kind of like looking for the right language to tap into and see it as what those other things would actually mean to her and i think he can meet her in the middle with that and um, in any way that he can do some some of that extra like words of affirmation to explain like yes I'm still here like I'm committed I'm like yes these little things aren't bridges I'm willing to cross yet but mm-hmm. I want to show you in all these other ways that I care about you and maybe find other ways to express that that they're both comfortable with you know I think it's it's a reframing that could happen but sure, I don't think it's true. really the end of the world and I think putting these hard timelines on it when we're talking about these very ambiguous fuzzy gray things like Mm -hmm. when we're going to feel a certain thing is not going to help anything like you you just can't put timelines on stuff like that because that's just not how feelings work (laughs) or humans work Mm -hmm. and it could cut something off early that just needed a little bit more time to grow into something that you wanted i just so you're a hundred like so well articulated like definitely i i you're right like this feels like a person is like awesome and great and they do one little thing you're like oh i can't stand them like this feels like the type of thing that Mm -hmm. my grandmother would be like really that's the thing like he he does all this all other great stuff and you're mad because he doesn't drive a lexus like that's that's the (laughs) thing that's gonna make you guys break up but obviously (laughs) But I think with them, like, I don't, it feels like, and maybe I'm reading into this more, but it feels like the issue is that they don't line up with their timeline thinking. Like, I think mm-hmm. if, even if he was to say, I love you, I think they would still have an issue because of the different types of, you know? So, like, I think, and that's why I tried to, like, mention Derek and Katie, because with their situation, that just felt like it was petty and didn't make it like you guys line up on so many things this little thing shouldn't be the thing to cause you guys to not work but with ryan and clara i just it's one out of a a list of things and they all kind of tie together like the same way the same way he's thinking about this is kind of reflects his viewpoint on religion and she's very different on that. Like I, it, mm-hmm. it could be part of the reason why he's avoiding this specific type is because this specific type of sex is because of his uh, certain religious viewpoints, which is totally fine. But we know that she's very different on that. And that's not going to go away when they live, go through life together. That's not going to go away if they have kids. That's like, it's only going to grow. So that's where... I kind of get her 
being a little bit more forceful on this like this is this is a big deal <laughs> yeah. so it's like uh this is my you know some people it's like you know cheating done i don't want it mm -hmm. if it happens it's over i don't care like everyone kind of has like the thing and i think with her this is the thing for her i just think that like this is such a high pressure situation for both of them mm -hmm. and they really need to be supportive of each other first and putting that extra pressure on things like this that the other partner already knows he already knows you want sex he already knows you want him to say i love you that in normal circumstances would be pressuresome anyways but yeah. in this live reality tv show experience when you just got married to a stranger and you have all these other quirks you're trying to mesh already to the higher stakes that is marriage versus just dating like there are so many things already creating pressure around the situation yeah it doesn't help to also be and this is only a month so it sounds like every day now repeating this every single day that hey i need this hey i need this hey i need this and it's just like can you just in the terms that you know we are talking about marriage can you support each other first and even talk about it in private and, and that's i guess the one of the things that annoys me the most is that i get you're annoyed about this but blasting it in front of a double date that makes it worse in my own experience like no, when sure. something we're dealing with yeah. is actually serious like this is something that's actually at the core of our like frustration i don't see any positive outcome by blasting it in front of a group audience to be like, hey, can you somehow help me? Can you all be on my side and we're all going to turn against him right now? That has never worked in my experience. Yeah. And I've tried it. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out for you? <laughs> I'm single, so hey. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's... No, the, that's the, some that's some real stuff right there. No, you're right. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, you're okay. I shoot. No, you guys, you guys sold me. No, you're totally right. I didn't even. Yeah, because if I was him, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I could be stubborn. <laughs> Let's do this. It's, it's kind of a breach of trust, right. you know. Yeah. yeah. Be like, I, I'm thinking about, you know, the things that Agu and I have in our relationship that we only talk about with each other, and I. Exactly. pretty much never talked about with anyone else to be like hey world these are our like big trigger points <laughs> and these are the things like that would be i think more damaging than anything and mm -hmm. it would make those conversations when we are together in private <laughs> even harder because it was like why would you bring that right. up like why would you think that that was the way that we could solve this like mm -hmm. there's a lack of kindness there in that yeah like reading someone's diary to the whole world <laughs> and it's not to say like don't talk about these issues with other people like you have your honest, true circle of, you know, support, whether that's For family sure. or friends, to talk about it with. But, like, there's also a time and a place. Like, I think you two talk about it quite a bit, actually, to be like, there's a way to to do everything, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then there's a way not to do everything. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. No, you guys. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was on the wrong side of that one. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> it's helpful to. Yeah, I guess because I was so I'm having a hard time understanding his logic but you're right like mm -hmm. that doesn't matter how you, uh, one approaches that is the big deal and yeah it could definitely have been done significantly better yeah because mm -hmm. you're right like if he does say it 
now you're even going to question does he actually mean it or is it because i've been putting so much pressure on him to yeah, yeah i i get that that's mm-hmm. the thing i always wondered with you you mentioned how like some girls are like all right time to get married like that's the thing i always wondered is like if the person does propose because you've made it very clear that if they don't it's all over mm-hmm. does it like me personally i would then like question so much going forward i'd be like did they actually want to did, like i just i would always have like many second thoughts in my head so i in terms of this situation same thing like if he was to say all right yeah love you and then they have the type of sex that she's looking for like the next day you're going to be like oh wait i don't i don't know i think exactly. i might have messed it up kind of poisons it doesn't it mm-hmm. yeah 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 i kind True. of was thinking that a little a little bit of the way that ryan is presenting himself on this show reminds me of how bobby was from bobby and danielle yeah. where mm. he was extremely private like really more of that like conservative kind of feeling mm-hmm and very maybe controlled is like too literal of a word but like very measured and Mm. you could tell like a lot of thought is being put into like how they were presenting themselves while they were being filmed but Mm -hmm. i mean with bobby we saw like he and spoiler but he and danielle are still together they have a family like they're they seem to be doing fine they seem to have both found what they were looking for and he was you know doing all of the things he was you know he had Danielle move into his house and like mm-hmm. they made it theirs and there was a lot of like mm-hmm. adjustment that was happening there and he was showing that care and that strong foundation in kind of his own way. I feel like Ryan's doing that too, where again, I just wish Clara would be, have a little bit more flexibility and look at the really big picture of like, this is the kind of dude that you want to be married to for many decades. For sure. yeah. You don't want the guy who's like, be like okay yeah like let's you know have sex right away you want to sure whatever mm-hmm. yeah i love you and i mean that that could be fine but like the alternative doesn't mean that like that's bad it's different you know it's different yeah. than what you've experienced okay. yeah so. especially after like she's described that, that that's what she's more accustomed to and it hasn't worked right so exactly. if and she's if, talked about it yeah yeah i guess so you great point um Ashley, um, <laughs> Ryan is totally black or yeah, is, t- is totally African-American Bobby um, at some points. But I do think one big difference was Bobby was so clearly attracted to her. Like, oh, yeah, it was so cute. It That's was true. clear to everybody. Like the, the guy was blushing when he like she would like walk by him. He's like, oh, my gosh. She got her little She's baseball so cap on. He's just like, Oop. like so i think but with ryan and claire i think what the thing that is ultimately the root of the problem for her and i don't know she's said it yet or but it seems like she's worried about the attraction part right so Mm. all these different things the i love you and the different types of x i think that's ultimately what the concern is is like is Mm -hmm. he and she's even said it at a certain part of the show that like he is the type of personality that if he wasn't he's not going to say that right like he's not going to like 
he is so measured and wants to be so caring that like he wouldn't be like yo this is just not gonna work like like he so i i think that's what she's worried about and Mm -hmm. i i i understand that and i can totally see her her point of view but you're right like how how to do that how to address that yeah it's definitely but i still hope that ryan does just like ease up a little bit because he is Mm -hmm. so measured to the point that he won't do anything he doesn't fully feel confident and sure about but dude you told everyone that you've never said i love you and in a way you don't really know what that's going to feel like because your answer was so vague and this is such a new experience for you you've never been like so many things here are new to you that you probably won't even know what love feels when you're actually in it with with her and it's just you can be sure about the things you know about right i know i'm gonna love the car i get when because i've owned cars i haven't liked and i've owned cars that i do like then i know what to look for in a car but like this marriage with clara to be like i know love when i no actually you don't because this is so new to you maybe just let it flow a little bit and hey if it's love cool if it's not cool that's fine but Mm -hmm. just kind of let the process flow a little more than what he has been right now Mm -hmm. and also that misconception that love is this the rainbows and butterflies feeling (laughs) instead of what we talked about a thousand times they've talked about on the show this is not a new idea i'm bringing up but the love is a verb (laughs) you know and they're showing each other love every day and Maybe, you know, that accumulates to a point where it feels like it's appropriate to label it as like, I love you. This is a thing I'm comfortable saying now, but Mm -hmm. I I don't know. For her to focus so much on that as like, I'm not getting these two things. And so it's all a wash is really frustrating Mm -hmm. to me. It's like we've been getting uh, our groceries delivered to our house in the pandemic, which has been an excellent upgrade in our life. I would highly recommend it to anyone. But like we had an order um, last week that came in and they included everything except the milk. And I was really annoyed because I'm like, we use milk for everything and whatever. And we're unpacking it. And it goes like, oh, you ordered oat milk as well. And I'm like, oh, good. We can use that as a substitute. Guess what? Not having one of the things didn't invalidate the other 30 items that I ordered. <laughs> I didn't throw them away. They were all still good. I could still like make our cereal. We had oat milk, slightly different, but still achieved a purpose. And I still knew that we had food in the house and like, hey, it all worked out. Like, it's just that all or nothing thinking yeah. is so harmful because it's like you you overlook things that are actually working, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I So I heard this recently due to there's, I doubt this is going to age well, but there's like this relationships guru person who got caught cheating. And then like, I don't know if you've seen the videos of him and his wife. And so... Black Twitter is all about this, and it is hilarious, very, like, very hypocritical and hilarious. But I was watching a reaction where this guy mentioned this line that I thought was really, really... I don't know if I fully agree with it, but I think it's super helpful in this type of situation where he says, there's two types of people in this world. They're good people with some bad qualities and there are bad people with some good qualities and Mm. i i think everyone's a mixture blah 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 so i don't know if i fully agree with that but i think when it comes to like a relationship perspective like 
he is a good person with some annoying qualities. Like, I think mm-hmm. you can tell that he is very earnest, very genuine. Like, there's so much good there that for this to be the thing, I think you're right. Like, it is like you're you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Like, you're making a great point with that. And if if it was like a, a Chris or a, even someone that's not as toxic, but... I could, you're right, I could see that being a bigger problem, but he is going to say it eventually. It's just going to be at his time. You guys are going to have the type of sex you're looking for. It's just going to be maybe a little bit later than you like, but there's, so you're right. It's overall, they could, and I hopefully, hopefully they do make it work. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, yeah, such a weird line, but I like it. I like that too. Mm. Well, let's transition to a little bit more of a roller coaster couple. I don't know if you have any idea who I'm talking oh about. Um, Get ready. So obviously Vincent <laughs> and Brianna. Just kidding. No, um, Chris and Paige. Champagne, Vinny. <laughs> Chris and Paige. So this oh couple, they are trying to reset. They are doing dates and they are hanging out and trying to get each get to know each other as people so we see them playing basketball uh as we were watching it Agu described it as like the worst remake of love and basketball he's ever seen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is yep yep good, yep. good point yep. there's good point. that and then they also did uh, they played pool together and had some discussions um so i guess the first thing that we saw was the basketball date so how, how did you feel like that went Aside from the Love and Basketball remake. <laughs> uh, that was the biggest takeaway, Love and Basketball. It was so good. I was like, this is a bad remake, man. The movie, like, and like, they're old enough that I know they were also, like, a lot of, a large generation of us was all about that yeah. movie. I, I see what you're doing there. Um, <laughs> they tried. Failed, but they tried. <laughs> So, like, normally I feel like we try to be very insightful, blah, 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 and, like, (laughs) and empathetic, blah, blah, blah. But with Chris and Paige, (laughs) like, Chris is so garbage that I just feel like I can just make fun of him for being garbage. And I don't even, like, like, it's, like, it's removed the, like, like, guilt of, like, no, I do want them to make it work. I don't want them to make it work. I I don't. So, really, I don't care. Like, so... I know we'll we'll get to the their other argument, um, but yeah, I. It's a good idea in terms of a date night. I I do think like doing a date mm-hmm. night where you have like your heart rate up. Um, like we kind of mentioned this with, was it Mika and Michael where they kept on doing dates where they were just like standing places, and it's like yeah, doing a date where like you guys are both energetic. You're both it's it's good, mm-hmm. and um, so. If that was any other couple, I'd be like, yeah, no, great idea. Totally worth it. But it's Chris and Paige, so F Chris. Mm-hmm. He sucks. Uh, yeah, that's really all I have. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely think that the kind of easygoing, have fun, hang out was, I hate that I'm about to say this, but I got to give that part to Chris to be like, all right, hanging out was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Resetting in this way where it's just let's have fun and let's change up what we've been doing before so that we can have fun. Mm. That was a good way to reset. But this is the thing that frustrates me the most. You're trying to get 
a different outcome with the same process. Are you serious? Like, <laughs> this is the same dude, yeah. the same girl who are trying this again and again and again. Obviously, mm -hmm. they can't make it work. Have fun in basketball. Cool. Go have fun. But, like, please don't expect it to go anywhere past that. Mm -hmm. End it there. From basketball to billiards, just that is it. There is nothing more there. So, yeah, basketball, I mean, I'll give it to them. That was the one part of it. I was like, okay, yeah, have fun. Cool. That's a new way mm -hmm. to restart. But mm -hmm. I agree. Still. I feel like we've just seen so many couples try to play basketball on TV as though they're good at it. Like, remember yeah. when Taylor and Brandon played and Why it was super it? awkward? Mm -hmm. I just noticed and, it's... like, it's the black couples. I was just going to say, weird. it's because that movie, that movie is so... And they're like, we got to get footage of this. And then yeah. they're like, it's just not great. <laughs> we need like another sport. Can we have a couple play soccer, please, or something? Like Thank you. One-on-one <laughs> <laughs> -on -one still isn't as entertaining, but so. yeah. 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 I agree. It was a good activity. Yeah. But I mean, they had the conversation afterwards where they're sitting there and um, she seems to be more optimistic. She's feeling like I'm actually getting to know you a little bit. And like, mm -hmm. they actually talked about a few things. And again, this was like the most basic of conversations. And that was like, mm -hmm. to her, an amazing next step. And I'm, I, I just want to be like, Hey, can you just look at the bigger picture of this? That like, if, if this is, you know, the nice big thing that you can get out of this relationship is a basic conversation and that feels thrilling mm -hmm. to you like maybe that's telling you something about the larger picture that like all of this isn't going to serve you <laughs> you're going to yeah. need to do this a thousand million billion times to get to the point where you can actually consider a relationship with this person and mm -hmm. you know yeah. also i feel like we're kind of tap down tap dancing around like the major fire of the scene that was when they're sitting down afterwards and he mentions that she was like, "Oh, I, you know, heard that you were engaged again." Kind of throw that one out there. And he's just like, "Yeah, I don't want to talk about it," or I forget what his answer was. But it was just, "That's it." Like, no, don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. What? Well, what? I liked how he was. He was saying that it was obviously before Mercedes, and it was someone. What they were like twenty, and yeah. Mm -hmm he didn't want to answer the question i believe of how long they had been together yeah and he was just like hard pass not going to say that i was like i bet i bet that was an even shorter amount of time than mm -hmm. the mercedes time period which was like a couple of months that they were dating before they became engaged and i don't know maybe i'm overthinking this but i feel like his big thing is expecting relationships to kind of plug into his life and go from zero to a hundred once he like finds someone he thinks mm -hmm. is cute and and seems to have that potential to be that that forever person mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i it's i mean we you could imagine like if he's 20 and this is even earlier like past versions of chris who is like wants to be married and is dating someone is like yeah let's do this we're gonna go for it it's gonna be great sunshine rainbows butterflies let's go doesn't work out and then he meets Mercedes down the road and they date for a few months and get engaged. It doesn't work out. Like, okay, fine. I'll go on married at first sight. Even shorter time period. <laughs> you are yeah. not even oh meeting gosh. the person before you marry them. Yeah. Nothing. And it, it gives me the, to me, that tells me that he doesn't 
really understand at all like the mechanics of how long lasting healthy balanced beautiful relationships work which is Mm -hmm. actually showing up and talking about things and making eye contact and (laughs) putting in an effort and calling your spouse and uh, you know getting to know them as a person and very low bar and the showing up part is the is what frustrates me the most because he's just assuming that oh i uh, whatever i did it's fine like we're supposed we're still supposed to be great like you're supposed to answer my phone call because i decided to call this week like um excuse me no you decided to be a dick the entire first part of the marriage and now you want to give some sort of effort to call me and i'm just supposed to be like a wrecking call no excuse me that's not how it's gonna work mm-hmm. and yeah oh okay so that's gonna be because i have all types of thoughts on that scene <laughs> so you're you're talking about the uh when they're playing pool scene i mm-hmm. to be to give chris a little bit of empathy i do think i've, I've kind of mentioned this in previous episodes but i do th- I th- and this has happened to two of the people on the show have kind of touched upon this um so when he went you know basically i wasn't i was broke and i i she was instructed to stop staying with me because i was broke um so here's the thing i'm pretty sure like i think this is touching upon a big thing like i kind of mentioned it before where like a certain point of my life the idea of being like i was dating i was doing all types of stuff like that but like the idea of a serious relationship i was just like mm-hmm. this is not even worth considering until i hit a certain financial level like i we will hang out we will do all the stuff whatever like like as a person but like i'm not financially okay so mm-hmm. i'm not even gonna attempt this and i think it's a few like that was kind of you know him mentioning that and then the whole like he moved to a different city and like now we kind of have a bigger understanding of his background like i'm sure that this was probably Mm -hmm. the time period that he was a pastor right so and it was clear to him that like i need to be at a certain financial level and then he clearly went the opposite in terms of a career um so i empathize with that and i think in my experience i'm noticing now that like she might not have even said that like i think it's this weird thing where like you feel like you're not worthy because you're not at a certain point of your life like you like even if the partner doesn't say that you're like oh i'm not i'm not doing what i need to do so you know i like it's it's like a a worth thing so and vincent Mm -hmm. has also mentioned this that like this was a a big deal for him and like when he changed careers that that was a very uh big <laughs> situation for him and clearly that relationship didn't work and you know he's he's making it sound as if um she called it off but i have a feeling if we were to hear her side of the story he probably wasn't as into the relationship because of that and that's probably that self-worth thing that he was kind of pulling away so I did find that pretty interesting. And um, yeah, I just, 
it made me a little bit more empathetic for him just a little tiny bit more empathetic like uh yeah a little bit it and it, it hit me because i'm like you know what like it, it took me getting to a certain point where i was like um like if you're finding a life partner you're finding a life partner to go with you through all the life stages right like also it helps that like you know we're older and we i am at a more comfortable financial situation so i get that but um i think just with our generation and a lot of people who are kind of mid-careers or the pandemic and all this type of stuff i think there are a lot of people who are in that situation where like the idea of even having considering a relationship is just like i'm st i still got student loans i still got like i can't how am i going to take care of a kid if i'm still worrying about <laughs> student loans and car payments and yeah I feel like a lot of that taps into the kind of antiquated idea that the man is always the provider of the household and that he has to be the breadwinner or at least like make more than if there's a female partner, like make more than her for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also kind of the like irony of being in a patriarchal society where men there's like extra pressure that's put on the, on the man because of all those expectations and yeah. feeling like the, well, the most ideal situation is that like, she doesn't have to work because she can stay home and take care of the kids and have dinner ready when I right. come home, you know? And I'm not saying that's necessarily what, well, that's maybe what Chris is looking for, but having a partner who is at your level near your level like you know aspiring to get to your level whatever takes some of the pressure off the guy too and mm -hmm. there's there's more diversification in terms of when where your income is coming from it's more stable it's more rooted and i i think chris is in a way i do kind of feel bad for him because i think he has this idea that like i have to be the man I have to be, mm -hmm. he talks about, he wants, his goal is to have multiple businesses pulling in a certain amount of money annually. So he's got, um, you know, these resources coming in from all these different places and, it, and none of, all of that is kind of like the source of where their family's like level of standard of living is coming from. Not really considering that, oh, I could also build something with my partner. Like he and Paige have very compatible, compatible skill sets. They could do mm -hmm. business together. They could do all sorts of different things. So yeah, I, I just, I wish for him that he maybe learns from this process or at least eventually that teaming up with someone is going to be better for him than trying to mm -hmm. become the, in his mind, perfect man who's the provider and can, you know, buy women cars. Um, <laughs> and Brand and new cars. Brand new. Brand High new end cars new bins uh for whoever wants one you know i <laughs> i struggle with that a lot because i'm like you're mm -hmm. you're making this harder for yourself by trying to be in control of everything and having mm -hmm. you know a striving for this submissive wife who's going to be mm -hmm. available to you at all times like that is actually a worse situation for you than if you saw her mm -hmm. as your equal treated her as such and then built your empire together on equal footing not her being like your assistant who you know, has all your children, I guess, is what he's looking for. 
like it's like a you know a person who's building a business and you're like oh you know what i don't want to bring i don't want to hire this person because they're too mm -hmm. smart and then i might feel dumb every once in a while it's like no you want to bring in people who are going to be an asset and be great and mm -hmm. bring something to the table so yeah like you make such a great point of like i think it's so it's so odd when people have that viewpoint like why would you not want to have this is your life partner why would you not want someone who is awesome and is doing all the things like i don't understand why like it's so short-sighted <laughs> mm -hmm. it's like yeah i'm gonna bring in this employee who is not as smart because i'm going to look good at meetings and then you're not going to do well because that's gonna help both of you somehow like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. the thing i took away from that is that all through his 20s and we're this is not a surprise because we've seen him all season long he has never taken ownership of anything ownership of his own actions ownership of his own mistakes ownership of what he's done to cause like besides the good things like i you know lived out of my car so that i could make sick fig figures and so i could you know et cetera, et cetera, so i could buy my ex-fiance a car like mm -hmm. only successes has he taken actual ownership of but any kind of like pitfalls mis like errors nothing else has he taken ownership mm -hmm. granted um he is probably feeling embarrassed throughout this whole time so it's hard he's probably not gonna want to say on national television but I also don't think he's doing it in private either. Because if he's going to say when he was 20 years old, he got engaged very quickly to sounds like a girl he didn't know very well because then later on found out the family like wasn't okay with it. It, it just seems like you, you probably didn't know the girl that well then to begin mm -hmm. with. And then secondly, to also realize that at 20, when you're getting married, the people that love her and that could be family that could be friends whoever you know is in her close circle are probably going to voice some sort of concerns if you are not financially stable because thinking about marriage as those around her who love her are probably saying marriage is a lifelong commitment and you don't know what's going to happen they didn't know less than 10 years ago that he was going to be a six-figure earner by his late 20s no one knows that but at the time all they could voice was concern and you know what could happen based on their current state at the time it just seems very short-sighted to only say the relationship didn't work out because her family suggested that they're not that she's not with me because i'm not financially stable it's just it's just way too simple-minded to, to sum up the whole situation like that because you were both young you both didn't know what your life was going to pan out to be. You're both entering your 20s, and that is so defining in who you are as a person. Mm. It's just, it's very frustrating that, again, we're saying he has passed now. He will, you know, he has a few years left in his 20s, but almost a decade to be like, oh, no, my mentality hasn't changed. It's nobody else's fault when something bad happens. It's only my fault when something good happens. Yeah. That victim mindset is debilitating. Yeah. yeah. And it's super to easy to blame that right it's like you know what it didn't work because i was broke like it's a very mm -hmm. easy clean nothing wrong with me it was my pockets it was my pockets right <laughs> and and they had holes in them it wasn't even that <laughs> but like i think a lot of people like i like i said in the the cultural perspective of the people i know who are nigerian like that is a significant thing and i've seen so many people 
use that excuse and and I'm like no the relationship isn't working because of you as a person you know like it's I think it's so easy to use that as a fallback of like you know oh it, it didn't work because of finances or oh it didn't work because yeah. the person doesn't think I'm cute like it's it's like there's certain things that are like just easy to throw in there and it's like if you are in a like people are going to go up and down in finances mm -hmm. like they're going to go up and down in life experiences like it's just if you're with that person you're with that person and i think yeah you're right it's it's a victim mentality type of thing with him and then now and that an extreme one very one yeah and now that he is like that's the problem is if you have this mindset now that he is quote unquote at the level that he wants to be at he's now like he is hasn't matured in like he is mm -hmm. has the emotional intelligence right. of like a five-year-old and it's because he spent so much time trying to get to that financial point which great awesome like very very good like i statistically speaking you beat the odds awesome but he like you can tell he uses that mindset to decide everything like oh mercedes mm -hmm. and i didn't work i'm gonna buy her a car and now we're probably going to like i can i can tell the mindset he used that to try to get back with her like because he's like mm -hmm. all right I now have this money. I can use this to, and that's all he, that's shaped his entire viewpoint in life. And that's just, it's unfortunate. There's like so many other cool colors out there and you only see green and red and blue, you know? And, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And it's also a little sad if you think about that mentality, how he must think about himself, that his value comes with the things he's been able to achieve, the things he's overcome, and, mm -hmm. you know, the things that you've overcome, like him going from living in his car to being, mm -hmm. you know, financially independent and being, being great, like, that's something that can never be taken away from him. He did that work. Yeah. He figured that out. He did it. But the amount of money that's going to be coming in uh, day to day, year to year, mm -hmm. is not something that you can completely control. And so that it seems like his his ego his view of himself his security in himself mm. his idea of how like worthy he is just as a person depends yeah. on that stuff and i yeah. wish he would take that like six figure whatever out of the equation and just be like just focus on the part that i was in a situation where i wanted more for myself i took a risk mm -hmm. i prioritized myself i worked my butt off and i got to a place i wanted to be so if that money dries up again and something has to change, maybe he's got to be trying a different career or going back to school or doing whatever, that that's not a big deal because he knows that he has done it before. So it's like, oh, okay, like we'll go back to the drawing board. Like I can learn from what I did last time and everything. Like that's where your worth is as a person. And instead yeah. it seems like he's so focused on what can I provide for, you know, my partner, for the mother of my child um you know all that kind of a thing and it's like if that goes away do you still see yourself as worthy or would you just dip out because you're like not of value to them anymore when there's other support that you can provide that has nothing to do with money and that's very dangerous to be in like all eggs in one basket kind of mentality be like if you don't have this one thing you're gonna crumble yeah and i mean you're yeah <laughs> 
it's kind of funny to think about that he keeps wanting to get married than if he was already engaged twice. Like, you're keep, you keep trying to embark on this lifelong journey when all of your fulfillment lies in one thing. So if you're talking about going through all the phases of life with this person, what happens when that one thing isn't there? You you don't seem the kind of person to be like, all right, babe, you can hold us down, right, for a little bit. Like, I would hate to be in that situation with him. Like, what's going to happen? He would be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. He would be a mess. Like, it would be a lot. And, I mean, we're talking about Chris a lot, but, like, how do you think Paige is processing all of this? Because at the end of their little pool date, he basically is like, you haven't been picking up my calls. That's a huge (laughs) problem for me. I feel like you're not trying. He throws out that, like, basically they're not hanging out aside from when they're on camera. And it ends with him essentially breaking up with her again, and she leaves crying. So... What, what is Paige experiencing right now? What is she thinking about? So this is where my very biased, don't like Chris viewpoint is going to be very obvious. Mm-hmm. I think if this was any other relationship, I'd be like, oh, this person is just here for the show. They don't really care. Like we've seen situations like this in the past, right? On the show. And mm-hmm. typically they're they're painted as, you're here for attention. You're not here to be an experience. But with them, he is—he has been so bad that, like, yeah. I honestly think she checked out as she should. Like, this is ridiculous, and has just kind of decided I'm going to hang in there until decision day. I'm not going to like actually talk to you. I'm not going to actually be in a relationship with you. I'm not going to. I'm just. I'm going to do my weekly scene or however time many times they record. You know, they like do very generic stuff. I'll play basketball with you. I'll play pool with you. Like, we're not going to actually see each other. We're not going to go on a real date. Like, that's the vibes I was getting from that. And yes, there's a little bit of manipulation there. If he mm-hmm. thinks that they are have a chance. But I don't understand why he thinks they have a chance. Like, you, you are awful. Right. So, like, <laughs> you you have destroyed this. You've royally messed this up. That it is what it is. Like, she's not. She's here to just finish the show. And would I do it? No, I would probably just call it and say, "Hey, yeah. do a Mindy season where I have to like meet up with my friends and talk about how he was the worst." I'm fine with that. If is if divorce that's party. yeah, let me have Get a divorce that party, out, girl. <laughs> Yeah, like, because I'm sure maybe their contract has, like, you have to be in a certain number of episodes. I can do that and never see Chris again until the reunion episode. So that would probably be my perspective if I was her. Um, But I I was actually happy when they had that scene. I was like, oh, she's not dumb. She's not, like, enamored Mm -hmm. by him. She realizes that he's garbage and... She's just hanging in there just to finish the season. I can respect that. I can't respect you continuously going back to him after he treats you like crap. Yeah. But this, go get your paper or screen time. I don't know. Whatever. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I couldn't see that a little bit. I can also just see her getting fed up with the situation because she's been very uh, poised this whole time when she's with him and she kind of set off a little bit this time. I was hoping for more. I was like, let him have it. 
but mm-hmm. she didn't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she did a little bit. Let her voice be known and be like, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. Like, you're really going to pull this on me? Because I also think that he he is shown to be the kind of person who likes to be charming with his words. And those are the worst kind of people, in my opinion. They really frustrate me. Mm-hmm. And he's showing how manipulative he is. He is trying to play, like, first of all, even going back to, like, the Bible study conversation of, like, i feeding you with food. I and it's like, wait, wasn't this your idea? Like, so where is the actual effort to try to put this event on? No effort. And no. then, to, exactly. And then to be in this situation and be like, are you kidding me? You are the reason we're not working. See, this is what frustrates me about you. And trying to turn it back like it's her fault that they're not working out. Like, um, excuse me? Like, how about we actually replay the last month and let's get to whose fault this really is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just... Yeah, so I, I was glad she had a little bit of her m- moment, but I was still hoping for her to really let him have it. <laughs> it. To me, it felt like such an obvious move when he was like, you haven't answered my calls, because that's pretty much the only thing he can be mad at her about. <laughs> I mean, we saw this on the honeymoon when he was upset with her for talking about their sex life with people. Mm-hmm. You know, he clearly expected her to stay hush-hush about it and keep it between yeah. them, but she was comfortable with just talking to people about it right away. And that I think helped that develop in a maybe better way for her than it would have, if she would have kept it to herself. And we were learning about Mm -hmm. this later because she Mm -hmm. has some people to bounce this off of. Like there's more awareness and he, all his businesses out there, like you can't treat someone like crap. And if Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're telling the world, then now the world knows that you're treating her like crap. It's not this like weird, shameful secret between the two of you. Right. So it seemed like such a, such a, such a boring move to be like, oh yeah, well you didn't call me. Like, well, let's look at your list of sins, buddy. Like you've been, <laughs> <laughs> you have been the worst in all the ways, like all the big ways. And I think she can, I think this is someone who you have to win back. And I think you have to understand that that's going to take a little bit more effort on your part. Right. And I know you like to be catered too. So like, sorry about it but this is how it's got to go if you want to make this work yeah Mm -hmm. also i think i think he this i don't know how to say this and not sound mean but like i think he was dumb enough to think that they actually had a chance so that's why it hurt so bad right because he's like i called multiple times da 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 like after what you you've gone through I feel like most people would know this is not going to work. And like some of the previous seasons that we've seen, uh, Zach and Mindy, like even after all that, I don't, I never got the feeling that Zach was like, you know what? We can really make this work. Like it felt like he kind of knew it was over. Mindy knew it was over. Like you have to have a certain level of awareness. And he legitimately was like surprised by that. And I just, I was amazed. I'm like, how, really? You're surprised that she doesn't want to talk to you after the last time you spoke? Mm -hmm. You couldn't even bring a a Bible verse? It was your idea. You talk like, Mm -hmm. of course she doesn't want to see you, man. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Go try to get back with Mercedes. That's what you care about anyway. Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Right, right. And I, I still think that Paige just desperately wants to be married. And we talked about this at the beginning of the season a lot, how we were worried that 
if this didn't work out, that Paige would hang in there maybe longer than she should because she feels like this is something that God has, you know, put in front of her as like, this is the next step of your life. Like, this is the man I want you to be with. And it becomes more of a crisis of faith and how she's interpreted those messages um, as this being part of her path rather than looking at the situation for what it is. Like, what is mm-hmm. what is the day-to-day of your marriage with Chris been like? Mm-hmm. And that's something I don't know if she has been comfortable looking at fully yet. Like, it yeah. reminds me of there was this random YouTube video that came up for me once, and it was this girl who... Um, was learning how to teaching herself how to do the splits within like a certain amount of time, something she really wanted to do. And so it's, it's like this 15 minute video. Like she spent a lot of time on this and she starts and she's like, I've just always wanted to do, like, I like to set goals for myself and really push myself. And you know how, like if you're at a party, someone does the splits and everyone's like really excited and they think they're really cool. I want to be that person. And that's like as little as we got about why she wanted to do this so bad. Okay. Cut to like the next 13 minutes a montage of her like stretching and doing all the things you're supposed to to like loosen up your hamstrings and like figure out how to you know slowly get more and more length so that you can actually do the splits and like it was it was really just a lot of times of her like being really upset and crying that she wasn't like making more progress and like icing her legs because she was hurting herself and like by the end of it she manages to actually do the splits but I was like, for just a second, can we think about, like, what is the process like of why you're doing this? Like, you are making yourself miserable (laughs) so that you can basically have people like you at a party and feel like you're accepted. Mm -hmm. So that's the moment you're looking for. Mm -hmm. But the reality of your situation Mm -hmm. is that you're stretching every day and you're really upset and crying. This is all you can think about. It's taking over your life. And I feel like this Mm -hmm. is Paige. Paige is like, I want to be able to do those splits. But then you look at her and she's like upset. She's getting hurt. Like this isn't really working. And it's like just the idea of being married, being married, like it's a toggle of like married or divorced. The reality of your married life is that your life is miserable. This is taking up all your emotional energy. This is taking up your time. Like you are not happy. He is not meeting your needs. But you are technically married, so that's something that we're going to keep working on. And it's like, yeah. wouldn't you rather be divorced, living your fullest life, and then wait, be patient until you can find the person that fits into that and then will benefit your life? Like, Chris is not that mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Chris is not that person. You won the war, exactly. but at what cost? Like, everything is destroyed. Right. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Is this really someone you want to spend the rest of your life with? Yeah. Exactly. The rest of your life. Like, think long term. What if you do have kids with this man? Do you want your kids learning from this man how to be? Like, that doesn't sound like a great future that you'd want your kids growing up in. And also, uh, I had, I don't know how many years ago, but I think it was this reference to a movie that someone was talking about. And it was saying that sometimes being divorced is actually better for the sake of, like, health and teaching your kids and helping them grow and see what true happiness looks like is better than being married. Granted, it's not what society wants. I am not, you know, saying everyone should get divorced, but for the sake of yourself and also your family, Mm. what's actually the better situation? Yeah. And like, you don't have kids now. So like, you're lucky 
Like you're he's trying to have a honeymoon baby from the beginning, right? Like could you imagine mm -hmm. how awful this decision would have been if you're now pregnant with it? Like poor Mercedes. Like oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. You you're stuck with this guy for the rest of your life. But mm -hmm. all right, I feel like we should There are other couples <laughs> on this show and Okay. <laughs> I thought this was a Paige and Chris show. <laughs> and they're not even I mean, necessarily doing that much better than Chris and Paige. If we're really I thinking mean, about yeah, it. Yeah, I think you're right on. So <laughs> let's, yeah, let's talk about Haley and Jacob. They have oh, their... Uh, I guess we could start with they had a tarot card reading. Um, they had someone come over to their place mm -hmm. and talk about their... I'm not super familiar with all of this, so I'm probably going to mess it up. But like star charts and like where you are, like when when you were born and how that aligns with the different moon things. I don't know. Basically, it sounds like this lady said, y'all are compatible, but you're both being stubborn. And they're, they're, <laughs> they're both kind of looking at each other like, are you sure we're compatible? <laughs> <'Cause> I, <know. laughs> I don't know if we've seen a lot of that, a lot of those moments mm. <laughs> of compatibility. Um, mm. And then they, you know, they have their their anniversary dinner at the winery and it's just kind of blows up and yeah. it's just been <laughs> just it, 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 very hard to watch honestly yeah. Yeah. for most of Seriously. their scenes um so i guess what do you want to talk about with them what, what stuck out um the tarot card reading was kind of funny to watch so i'll say the one of the first things that she said was about the pressure being put on the other person and you know, him wanting physical affection and her wanting to control it. I was like, you could have just gotten that from the first five minutes. Like, that didn't need to take cards to tell you that that's what there's going on between them two. But I can see how the cards helped, especially with the controlling part. It was just kind of funny. Like, the first thing that she said was what Jacob also led with, saying, hey, I want more physical affection. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then to kind of play out and be like... So the thing that also was like, really, Haley? She already knew from the conversations that they've had that Jacob's frustrated from the phys lack of physical anything, really, not even just intimacy. But it took this third person for her to be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> it's like she needed to hear it from the right person, almost. Yeah. But, like, you know, haven't we already had, like, when she talked to her friend, she went, oh, I get it. And then it fell apart. Mm -hmm. Like she talked to experts. Oh, I get it. Then it fell apart. Like they're yeah. not. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not arguing for them to stay together yeah, by any I'm means. Right. I'm just saying I think I know I've definitely had this where I've heard the same advice from multiple places, the same basic mm -hmm. ideas, and just one day it just kind of lines up, and it's like, oh my god, that's a huge revelation, yeah. and it's just like love yourself like it's just like dumb shit that you've heard <laughs> i should everywhere. switch my car and auto to a progressive <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm. so i just i think though with her like we're not just seeing that a lot of people are saying it and then eventually it clicks for her we're seeing that everybody but jacob is people is someone that she's going to listen to and he may say hey this is what's frustrating hey this is hard to for the relationship and she is just not listening to anything he says until someone else says it and it's just like all right Haley, when are you actually going to listen to something that he says mm -hmm. and respect what's coming out of his mouth versus having to go through some other source yeah she just seems like she feels completely obligated to participate in any way in this now <laughs> 
And I'm like, honey, I don't know if this process is for you. Like if you're not willing to go like the long haul and like sit with that discomfort for a while, there is no point in signing up for this. Like this is, I just, I don't understand why, Mm -hmm. why people with her approach are accepted into this process because they have the hardest time adjusting. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I fully understand and fully agree. Uh, this is this is one of those relationships where at this point I'm just trying to like like it just it's so clear to me that they're not staying together that I'm just trying to like just mm-hmm. learn stuff in general from them I'm like this, this relationship is garbage but there was something when we were watching this um, Ashley made like a really good point about like a really good empathetic point on her side in terms of why touch is so on why she's so uncomfortable with being touched Mm -hmm. like i don't know if you remember the point but it was something about like when you are so she is extremely nervous she is anxious and you got you kind of go into like a a fight or flight mode and the last thing Mm -hmm. you want to do when you're in that situation is you know be hugging on somebody touching on like you just you just want to be away and i i think um the the obligation like feeling obligated to be with someone that you are just not attracted to i think that's what's going on here like i don't think he's an unattractive guy i don't like i think he's a good looking guy i think he's got a lot of stuff going for him i just think she is not attracted to him at all and feels like because i'm on this show i have to kiss him and touch him and hold him and like it Mm -hmm. disgusts her and i get i get the the anxiousness like every time we see her you could just it just feels like she is extremely anxious and like it's like pulling back and i kind of get that perspective of just being with someone that you're extremely not attracted to like i the only Mm -hmm. thing that i could think of is like a person who is and this is very extreme blah 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 but like someone like you're placed in a relationship with someone of a gender that you are not attracted to it's just like um like I can I understand you're a good person. I understand that you're the you've got many qualities. I just I just that just don't it just doesn't work. It just doesn't yeah. work for me, mm-hmm. right? So like mm-hmm. I think that's when I try to be empathetic and put myself in her situation. I think that's the feeling that she's getting is like you know, like we kind of joke around about me thinking the rock is the best which i do think so but if i was like in a relationship with the rock i'd be like oh my gosh uh no i don't i don't i don't i don't like i don't i don't like i don't like you like that but like you're the (laughs) but like you're like the best person ever so like i don't i don't know how to handle this like you want like the rock as your mentor (laughs) yeah i want him as my mentor i don't want him as my partner and i think that's what's going on with her is like none of that is working for her simple simple mm-hmm. as that so like everyone's like hey well maybe you should like give him a good night kiss it's like i don't want a good night kiss someone i'm not attracted to 
to use my rock and, example, mm-hmm. I don't want a good night kiss to rock. You know, like, I don't care how many experts come over and be like, but like, <laughs> this is how you build your chemistry. But like, you, you should, you want to build But it's this. just a kiss. It's, but it's just a kiss. It's like, yeah, gross. I don't want that. <laughs> You know, so, and then it's like, but do you find him a good person? Yeah. Like she said multiple times, she thinks he's a good person. She thinks that he's empathetic, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. She's just not, she's just not feeling it, you know? Mm -hmm. So Jamie and Doug are Merida First Sight season one, like success couple. And they're like the biggest success couple of the show. They're very similar to Deanna and Greg in the way that both females in the relationship came from like, you know, not uh, a lot of serious relationship experience. Um, the men had to be very patient in both of those situations to be like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going through this journey slower than the other couples, but that's fine. And I will say that out of a lot of the couples we've seen throughout the seasons, Greg and Deanna, Jamie and Doug have a very solid relationship out of all the couples that are still together. I mean, not all the couples that are still together had their same journey. Yeah. But it's almost like, I think, those kind of relationships are the exception to the norm. Mm -hmm. Normally, when, in you know, what you're talking about, Ashley, and you put these kind of individuals on the show where they are really people who, well, Jamie is more this way than Deanna. Um, But like Haley, where would like back away, be like, oh, I see a flag or a flag, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm out. I don't trust this, you know, that kind of flight versus fight response. You have to take that seriously for what it is. Doug was amazing in the way that he dealt with it. He opened up, he listened. Jamie had a lot of um, personal things that she was going on through the show and then also like letting their relationship build off the show and afterwards since. But for Haley, it's not really there. And it's just at every turn that they come to, every fork in the road that they come to, it's like Jacob doesn't want to give her her space or give her her time or talk about and listen with Mm -hmm. and just let her go through these things. And I think that's where, like, the hope is to be like, oh, well, you know, she hasn't been in a relationship for so long. She hasn't had those success stories in her life and et cetera, et cetera, to be like, this is how we need to be in a relationship. So if she is with a partner who is able to let her voice her true opinion and go through those insecurities with it'll work out but you have to be the right person to go through that journey with and jacob is not that right person for her i also think Haley is not like being as patient as she also could be but i mean there there's just a lot to unpack with both of them but i still think that there is there's a lot under the surface that needs to work mm-hmm. for that kind of couple to work. And right now for Jacob and Haley is just not there. I agree. I think there's a certain balance that when I look at relationships, uh, like what I consider good relationships or even like parts of what Agu and I have, I think there's, there has to be kind of stability on one side where there might be insecurity on another and those kind of Mm -hmm. have to fit together. So I kind of imagine a flagpole and then you have a a flag attached to it and it's a really windy day. Mm -hmm. So I'm that flag, I'm flapping around in the wind, I'm anxious about a specific thing 
and that type of thing agu is fine with he's he doesn't get all anxious about so he's he's my flagpole he's holding on to me i'm flipping around but i'm not going to go anywhere because he's holding it down and other things where he's flipping around i'm holding it down i'm, I'm his flagpole and it's just like a big field full of flags flipping around but i think what we see mm-hmm. with what we're, like what we see specifically with jacob and Haley is it's like she's that flag flipping around, but he's also the flag flipping around yeah. now. So they're just kind of like a, like a like a shopping bag in the you know grocery store parking lot. Just everywhere. And it's just like they're trying to catch it. The experts are trying to catch it and like get it stuck uh-huh. to a flagpole. Or like one of you has to become a flagpole. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody's mm-hmm. willing to do that or like slow yeah. down enough. And so that's probably not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to be super yeah. stable. It's going to be pretty erratic. And... And, and it's that on like the micro level too of all the different things that like one person's insecure about the other one doesn't care about so like they can bridge that gap mm-hmm. and it's just like that's I think a big part of the foundation of lasting relationships and yeah. like like you guys are both saying I don't know if they really have a lot of hope in this one because they they don't seem to be really compatible in that way yeah I love that example because maybe I was being a little bit harsh with the someone that you're not attracted to like using the rock which again the rock is an amazing human being and will be president someday and is the best um but so yeah you're you're i think you make a really good point about that because i think him hearing like we kind of know like this is a guy who eats the same dinner every day to look a certain way you know like mm-hmm he works very 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 hard to look the way he does now so you saying that that is disgusting like that's like that is his insecurity and you're like you're falling right Mm -hmm. into it so like that is like that's that's why he's having such a hard time and you can tell like he's not like saying f it all like he's still hanging in there but a part of him is just hurt every single time she says that it's just like of course it's really hurting him and yeah um so that's a really good point with the insecurity thing and and for her like you know we we kind of see her insecurity in terms of the the touch and every time he tries to go for that it's pushing on her insecurity on that and it's just they're just like i said flapping around in the wind and it's so unfortunate um mm-hmm. oil and water these two yeah i really like that analogy of the flags that's super cute yeah <laughs> My, uh flapping in the wind moment is definitely we had a possum in the backyard <laughs> that's not kidding we had a freaking possum it was after we recorded the last the time before yeah. last and it was late at night. We were going to let the dogs out. There's a possum in the yard. And I didn't see it. And the dogs went out and had a little fight with the possum. But, like, we were trying to, like, shoo it off the yard. Because I didn't want to, like, we didn't want to kill it. Like, I get all, like, Libby. And, like, the idea of killing anything makes me, like, sad. But then, like, we didn't want it on the property because the dogs are going to chase it. So, basically, Ashley had to, like like shoo him to the side and i was so disgusted like i could not like i literally i was just like i was holding a flashlight for her at at one point like it was the least manly i have ever felt in my life and i was like i'm fine with this like this is disgusting to me 
It's hissing also, at me. Also, if you've ever looked at a possum for more than three seconds, Mm-mm. it'll change your life. They are the ugliest that. things that you've ever seen. Aww. So I'm basically trying to encourage it with a stick to get to like the point in the fence where there's a hole so it can get out of there so we can let mm. the dogs out and go to bed. And mm-hmm. the neighbors who are like, you can see like their back kitchen window from our our backyard so a goose thing there with the flashlight directed a spotlight on this big old possum it's growling at us they growl mm-hmm. and i'm kind of like nudging it along with the stick and yeah. it's like slowly like moonwalking back to get to the hole in the fence and the neighbors are literally just like they both have like a little drink and they're standing near their window just watching us <laughs> <laughs> and we're essentially trying to get the possum to go into their yeah. yard instead yeah <laughs> so they're That's watching funny. the ashley and Nagoo and possum yeah. show and then like at one point i make eye contact with him and he literally pu- pulls his head down under the window to act like i couldn't see him like you know like like a little kid if you see them they'll like cover their face like no i can't see you so you can't see me he literally hid underneath the window and like then he came back with his wife and they just stood there and watched us as if we couldn't see them that's the best meanwhile i'm just like i don't want to do it but like and like you said like that is apparently that is my thing like i have been around i've had dinner while they're like killing a goat in nigeria and i was completely fine and that doesn't get me but the possum thing apparently i'm like i can't i can't i can't do that i'll be your flagpole i can't do that like it's just no (laughs) it's a little embarrassing that i can be a flagpole about possum but not other things but we'll we'll bring that up in therapy later okay we're all different (laughs) yeah Okay. Okay. Um, So let's head over to Vincent and Brianna. A little bit happier Mm -hmm. couple. They had a really sweet month anniversary, month anniversary. Vincent set up them to have a nice dinner on their little boat and they're floating around out there looking at each other all cute Mm -hmm. and being adorable. They watched their wedding video Mm -hmm. and just seem to have a really nice time they seem to be on such a good path right now uh so i i felt like it was kind of i could sit back and like breathe a little bit while i was watching them because there wasn't going to be this big blow up or all this tension Mm -hmm. so yeah i just really liked it Mm -hmm. they are really cute and everything's just going so well for them and i think they're they also know that it's like the honeymoon phase so i'm not super worried about them to just like oh. wait one person forever thinks it's gonna be like this mm-hmm. but i thought everything was so thought out and sweet just for the boat ride and even when she was talking about how she notices how attentive he is to like even like her vibe in the room kind of thing i'm like that's that's just so that's what you want to be that's mm-hmm the kind of relationship you want to be in Mm -hmm. and they're so cute um i thought it was like it's kind of like been a reoccurring theme now that vincent's way of i don't know if he thinks this is how it's supposed to be but way of of expressing love is these big grand gestures of like i'm gonna put a picnic of roses in the living room for us so i'm gonna buy us a boat and you know like not like not obviously buy the whole thing (laughs) but like, (laughs) like a night on a boat and so, and it's just like it, it's also kind of cute to be like oh Vincent like you're trying so hard with the grand gestures and mm-hmm. <laughs> going over the top and being sweet mm-hmm. yeah I think the, the, the money conversation we had about Chris 
Like, Chris is so garbage that it doesn't really apply to him, but I think it applies more to Vincent, so I probably should have mentioned that during Vincent, but, eh, whatever. Um, yeah, they're they're very cute. I think he is so genuine. Like, it is amazing to see... Like, I legit thought it was fake in the beginning. It just seemed too much. I was like, I don't... You gave your shoes away to something? Like, it just... But like no, he's just he really cares about her, and it's great how he continuously mentions Cookie. He's like, I want to be there for you and Cookie. Yeah, my family, you and Cookie, and I'm like, the dog is part of the family. He gets it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Oh. oh my goodness, it's yeah. Um, I mean, it's right on. He knows he knows that's important to her, so that's important to him. No, yeah. that's his little four-legged child right there. Mm yeah and mm -hmm. like hearing that he is she mentioned that like sometimes if they're having a a, a tough situation he'll be like just let's hug it out or like he's very um just i can i can identify and empathize with, like i am like i'm very much a huggy person touchy person like grab person by the arm and like mm -hmm. just i like, I think that's why, like, with the Haley and Jacob relationship, where I'm like, if I was with a person who was, like, could not do that, I don't know. Like, that's so hard. Like, that is so hard. And I know it's just mm -hmm. everyone has their different things. But, like, yeah, just being able to, like, hug your person or be like, oh, hey, like, like it, I don't know. It just, it doesn't have to be sexual. Just being able to be close to your person. And he mm -hmm. is very much like that. And you can tell he uses that as like their way of diffusing situations and and mm -hmm. having difficult conversations. And I just think there's a lot of things that like I think he could do better with emotionally in terms of intelligence, like emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. intelligence wise. But I think the way he diffuses their harder situations kind of shows you that like he... He, he's pretty he, he's got a lot going for him too in that aspect of like being mm -hmm. able to read like you know what i just need to be close to her i don't need to like try to make it right don't need to fix it we could just be here and talk talk it out and or sometimes not even talk it out just be next to that person and mm -hmm. listen you know like he is their relationship goals for this season congratulations i'm liking them and mm -hmm. uh yeah i hope I hope they make it. I hope they make it. I think they're doing yeah. a lot better too on being more jokey with each other. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think before when they were still building a lot of that trust in the beginning, obviously we saw that come out with, you know, different things that happened with the champagne and with salsa and all this stuff where mm -hmm. um, it didn't seem like they were as comfortable, like from both sides, kind of like throwing shots at each other and being jokey and kind of teasing. And a lot of that was very misconstrued. And I'm seeing now they're like, they're really easing into that and getting more comfortable with um, mm -hmm. kind of expressing their affection in that way of yeah. where I, I don't have to sit here and just tell you all the beautiful qualities about you and like only these positive mm -hmm. things and, and really be this, um, give this, this perfect thing. It can be, yeah, I see you for who you are and you're not perfect and I still love you. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, way more valuable than mm -hmm. only ever talking about the things that you love about someone because you're you're seeing someone as a, a whole being who has flaws and has things that they're working on, things that are great, things that are not so great. 
and yeah. still showing up, you know. Mm -hmm. And for them, I think they're so him being Hispanic and having that expressive side to him is very stereotypical, but also very, it very much fits mm -hmm. into who they are in their relationship. Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of this like with different cultures. So like uh, there was a class I took at one point that talked about the different color of our culture and Americans being very blue and diplomatic and some Asian cultures being very yellow and like hierarchical, you know, elders and sequential order, that thing. And then a lot of Hispanic and black cultures being very red and they talk and being so expressive. And so when you go into a meeting, it's all about, hey, just kind of have that friendliness first, have that that welcoming energy first before you talk into business. And mm -hmm. this is a business class. So it, it phrased those three colors, primary colors in that way. And for them, they really do embody that for them. They really do have that, how they express and receive love being very outwardly affectionate, expressive, grand gestures. And she really appreciates that. And, you know, they mesh well together because of it. And which I think helps some of their little things. You know, this time I was very proud of him. He was able to jokingly bring up the champagne Vinny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and it's great progress. It helps. Yeah. Exactly. Like those those things that really do mesh well and are such important aspects of who they are, it helps offset the little things that could otherwise be difficult to handle. Yeah. Also, I think this is a little off topic, but like, you know, you mentioned that at one point it seemed like he could only say you are the best, you are the, you know, you're the most handsome, da, 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 da. And like, when I think back to all the like older couples that I know that are like, you know, that have been together for like 50, 60 years, like Ashley's grandparents or uh, <laughs> my grandparents at one point, like they are constantly joking about each other. Like it's like, it's like, Oh my gosh, this look at this old man I'm married to. Like they're constantly joking. <laughs> it's like you're just as old too. Like that is the like you you need that lightness. Like I mm -hmm. I haven't seen and maybe it's just this is anecdotal, but I have seen I've been lucky enough to see a, a few relationships that are like older. They've been together for 30, 40, 50 years and they're all like that. Now the jokes might be different, the um how they uh, how they talk about the jokes might be different but it's always there like at one point my grandparents didn't even refer to each other as their names they just referred to each other as your so-and-so's father your so-and-so's mother because they know who like their favorite child is and they would joke around about that be like oh you're so-and-so's uh, mother like that's that's what you like I don't know. That's, That's what I like strive for is like that level of like, you are so comfortable with that person mm -hmm. that like, it doesn't mean anything. Um, so seeing that they're now at that stage, I'm like, oh, this is, this is good. And you can clearly see from the way she talks with her parent, her mom, that they are a very jokey, jokey family. So I think that's going to be great for her as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I just... Yeah, I guess I'm curious. Do you do you guys see a way? This is a very sad thing, but do you see a way that they wouldn't work? Or at this point, is it pretty much a done deal that they're staying together? I don't see any red flags with them. I think as long as they continue to do what they are doing, mm. they will be all right. I guess the only 
problem I could see if this, if one of them kind of checked out for whatever reason and then the other one got hurt by that and then it became a thing. But they just seem really excited to be with each other. Like they're getting to live the life that they've dreamt of and wanted for so long. They have someone who wants it just as bad. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't see that stopping. I mean, I think it's also so little too early to tell because they have a little bit of a, cu- a cushion they're getting filmed and they have this protection of that's true experts that check in on them and they're in the same apartment already furnished like there's a lot of things that are helping their relationship work mm-hmm. so i don't know but like we've also all seen relationships that start out very strong and still end right for whatever reason i don't know mm-hmm. so there's always i think a chance for them to not work but right now what could lead them down that path I mean, I still don't think we've had a lot of conversations about both of their work. So I, I'd like to see them talk about it more because I know that was a big concern for Vincent is Mm -hmm. that he needs someone who is okay with his professional lifestyle, him being an entrepreneur, and that comes with his ebbs and flows. And Mm -hmm. we don't know. Mm -hmm. That could be that's uh, that's something still to be seen, I guess, more with them. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess when I say, like, done deal, I mean yes on decision day. But, yeah, you're right in terms of, like, long term. Yeah, like, there's there's no guarantee, definitely. But, like, I have the same feelings with them that I had with... Not at... Like, they're not as a home run couple. But, like, I'm getting a lot of Woody and Amani vibes from them. Like, Woody and Amani were, like, perfect from day one. But like with them, it took a, there was some there was some bumps there. But I think I see the commitment. Like he seems extremely yeah. committed, and she seems extremely committed. So I think that's the thing that I'm like, yeah, there's some stuff that you guys are gonna have to work to- through. But like it, it that commitment is so strong that I feel like they would be devastated if it didn't work. And that's how I kind of decide if a relationship is a home run is like, if it was to not work, you know, like there's some relationships where you're like, eh, it didn't work. Oh, well. And the other ones you're like, oh my gosh, how, what? This was it. This was the one. And it feels like with them, that's the feelings I'm getting with them. Yeah. That question makes me think of a couple from an earlier season. And I think it's season two. It's, I can't remember. But he's a firefighter and she's a burlesque. Um, I don't know if it's considered an actress or a dancer, technically, mm-hmm. but both New York City. And they also had this burning passion, a lot of like love in the beginning and honeymoon phase. And they were so excited. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe they're season one, actually. I don't know. Both one and two were both in New York City. And they have a lot of things in the season that speak to them being a really great couple and they stayed together decision day and i definitely think that you know vince and brianna are staying this decision day together but i was so bummed and i think this was it was around four years into their marriage so it could have been five it could have been three they end up getting a divorce and i was like no like i loved them (laughs) and yeah i don't know but then again that that's life you know it takes its course later on Mm -hmm. but for decision day definitely Rihanna and Vincent, they're solid. Yeah. So Eric and Virginia celebrated their anniversary in the skies because Eric took her for a plane ride. 
<laughs> which I think was very cool. It looked like a lot of fun. But first, I kind of want to talk about their little date that they did in the park where they had a picnic and they're talking about where they're going to live. So there's there's a bunch of miscellaneous animals at Virginia's place that she's <laughs> renting. And then Eric has his one dog and he has his house that he's he owns and everything. So it sounds like neither of them wants to live in the other's place. And it's becoming this whole thing where they are very adamant. Like, I do not want to live at your place. He doesn't want to live at her place. He feels like she should live with him because he has a house and it seems silly to like continue renting. And that eventually they would want to get a place together. But what do they do in the meantime? All of this stuff. So what do you think about how they're approaching all of this stuff? But more importantly, who's right or who's wrong on this? <laughs> because um, I think they're both wrong a little bit. Yeah? Hmm. Yeah. Like, well, first of all, they're both just being super stubborn. And yeah. that's wrong to begin with, whichever way you put it. And then... So he's getting mad at her for not getting over it and just wanting to move in. But then his response is, well, I'll know where I'm living at the end of this. You decide if you want to join me or not. I was like, you're doing the same thing then. How is that any better? So I think they're both wrong, first of all. <laughs> I, yeah, I, so I think, <laughs> I think he is like 80% in it wrong. I don't, like, I think... Mm. So I get it. I am also at times I will like this is why I buy my car and I don't like to do car payments. And this is why like uh, I will pay for my insurance all at once. Like just because it's the right financial decision doesn't mean it's the right decision. And I think that's what he's tripping up on. Like, yes, financially, it's stupid to be paying rent and mortgage when you guys are married. I get that. Mm -hmm. And financially, it makes more sense for her to move in with you because you own it and she's renting it. Totally makes sense. But she made a really good point. She has pets. Like you said, the three. Mm -hmm. His place is not pet friendly. So their day-to-day -day life is going to be hell, right? Like walking down the stairs, like she mentioned, to, to take them yeah. out every time. like. It is easier for them to stay at her place because her place is already pet friendly. I don't know if she's like on the first floor or what, but whatever is at her place makes more sense for having a dog. And if this is just for two months, three months, you can make the dumb financial decision for three months and be fine. So that's why I think he is more on the wrong and i get why he thinks that way but he's falling into the trap like you can make dumb decisions financially every once in a while you can sometimes get water you cannot sometimes get pizza and breadsticks it's okay like you don't have to pick one or the other you know it's just yeah, yeah. but even then it's almost like they're making the end life decision everything all now and it's like well, when does her rent renew? Like, maybe it's also not a smart decision for her to leave because she has another six months, I don't know, on her lease. And I think they could find some sort of compromise for now to, like, get to the steps of eventually being in his house or a new house together. I don't, it doesn't really matter. But I think, like, they're trying to make everything done now. And it's just, like, realistically, that's not how it's going to work. 
phase out. You have to have an approach to get to where you want to get to. Yeah. I don't, I just, to both your points, I don't know if this is something they have to figure out right away. I think this is, you know, in a normal relationship, if you're getting married or you're moving in together or whatever, there's a lot of, there's a plenty of runway to figure out, you know, are we going to move into one Mm -hmm. of our places? Are we going to get a new place together? Uh, What area do we want to live in now that we have to consider both of us? All of this kind of a thing. And I don't understand why they're both so dug in about staying in their own places. Because in my experience, like when I've, you know, when Agu and I got to the point where we were, you know, ready to move in together, I was so excited about it. And I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, we actually get to go to bed with each other every night and wake up together and do all like the boring regular life things where like we're not doing together and like that's awesome Mm -hmm. and and they they seem to not not that they would experience it the same way but they seem to be overlooking that of they're already experiencing that that they're around each other a lot so what's the hesitance to uh, figure it out in the meantime and understand that it's going to be temporary yeah and so Mm -hmm. and also i don't know if i would recommend that they buy a house together right now like this is still it's too soon. very early in your relationship. It's, it's all so find a rocky. great rental for a year at least, and yeah. figure mm-hmm. out like what's what your whole life plan is, like what area you might want to be mm-hmm. in. Like that's a lot. If I were in his shoes, I would not want to sell my house yet for the own like safety net of myself. Same. To be yeah. like, if this relationship doesn't work out, like I have my house to go back to. Same. Yeah, yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, let's make his house an Airbnb for a while. We'll live with Virginia. We'll find mm-hmm. a you know apartment or something, some place that we can rent for a period of time, and then when we're really sure about this, and just be honest about it, of like, yeah, I I want to be with you right now, and I could see our future together, but it's just yeah. too soon to make a a joint financial decision like that. Like, that's huge. That's huge. Is. Yeah. Also, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was saying that she didn't want to stay with it. Like, I think he over, he put way too much thought into this. Like, she mentioned, mm-hmm. hey, it's like, it, what I got from that conversation was she was more trying to address the fact that, hey, your your apartment or your condo is amazing, but it's not great for pets. What are we going to do in the meantime? And he went into like, oh, you want to stay at your place? So that means you're going to have people there. Is like he he basically oh, said no. like you have another. You do want to have a boyfriend on the side? Like that was essentially what he was hinting at. Like, oh, you, no. dude, it's fine. Like if you guys were dating, you would have different places for half a year, a year. Come on, jeez. Mm-hmm. I mean, to your point, you said earlier to like this is more his fault than hers i can see that in the sense he is only going to settle on the one answer he came to in his head (laughs) 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 that's right just like no compromise there that is right yep no that's that's spot on the same especially when you have pets though like that was a thing when Agu and I, when we decided we were going to live together, like both of our, since we mm-hmm. both work from home, we needed a different place anyways. But like, I couldn't, there was no way I could have moved in to his place because there was a bunch of stairs. Yeah. Like I had just one dog at the time and like it didn't really have that much of a yard. And like the tenants in mm-hmm. the lower level had little dogs that bark a lot. Like it just would have been a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and like my place would have been too tiny for us. So we needed to find somewhere that 
you know, work for both of us and enough space for all of that. But like the day to day of caring for a pet when you don't have like easy access to the door out, it gets to be quite a lot. Yeah. But like, (laughs) that's true. But like even the months that we were dating that we weren't living together, I was going to your place more than you were going yeah, to mine because you came over to mine more because, because it just made Finn more sense. Yeah, with the with the pet with Finn. So it's just like yeah. that's where I'm like, just because it's the right pick, the decision that works for you. Who gives a crap about financial? Yeah. Well, financially, <laughs> and, to an extent, matters. <laughs> but this is so short that like, you know. Yeah. Uh, if they were to live in separate places for three months, I don't think that's like you. You're gonna still see each other each night, probably. Like you're still gonna be around each other. Like I don't think. I think he's reading into this so much more. And like, mm-hmm. yes, on paper, her saying "I don't want to live with you" sounds really, really bad. But like, don't look surface. Like, what is she trying to say when she says that? And I think that's what she was. Mm-hmm. To be, to be fair, though. So I think this was like her saying, I don't want to live here. I don't want to live with you. I don't know which one it was. But he was like, what? You haven't said those words in that way before. And it's like, from the day she took a tour of your place, she hated your exactly. condo. <laughs> she hated the style. Mm-hmm. She hated everything about it. Like, she's talking about putting a kitty litter box in a closet. I don't know, whatever mm-hmm. it was. But like, like, she has hated your place yeah, this whole time. Exactly. Yeah. It's spot on. <laughs> spot on. Yeah. Like, it, and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just my general rule of thumb is I feel like when people move in together, it's best to get a new place if that's possible. I know that's yeah. like a, well, you know, there's all sorts of things that go into that. But if it is possible, I think that helps so much because it's mm-hmm. otherwise it's like, yeah. you know, you get a certain place because of what stage of life you're in and it's designed to your taste and all these different things. And of course, it wouldn't consider another person that you don't know yet. And so to try to mm-hmm. reformat that into a way that works for both of you, it becomes like a, I'm moving into her place or I'm moving into his place yeah. kind of a thing. And it's just, it simplifies it quite a bit to start from scratch and have it be, this mm-hmm. is our place and it's always been ours. And it's not there. There's not that possession on either side. It's more shared. And yeah. 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 I, I totally. And in a similar situation, this is how they actually started the conversation. Haley said that about her or not Haley, Clara said that her situation was with Ryan. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm moving into your space. Yep. We have to find space for my stuff in your place. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's hard. They're experiencing it. Right well, now. it's yeah. not just them. Dave and Amber from previous season. Like, that was a yeah. problem with them. Like, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I fully agree. I know, like, yes, the, the theoretical thing and then real life gets in the way. I'm, if you're in New York City, yeah, whoever has the better apartment, that's where you're going to stay. So, like, I, I get it, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's not the same yeah. for every situation. We are in Michigan where we are able to, the cost of living is low enough here that we're able to have a house. And we're fortunate enough to be making enough that we can buy a house. Like, but I I think that felt like a, when we moved into the place together, it felt like a new phase of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like if I was going to her place, it would feel like just, it would, like you said, it would feel like I'm moving into her and I need to like make myself small so Mm -hmm. that I'm not being rude and um, not rude. Mm -hmm. You're a visitor. Yeah. Exactly. You're a visitor in your own home. Which is just not a vibe you want with a partnership. No. It's just weird. No. 
In the beginning with Virginia and, and Eric, I thought, you know what? Virginia's kind of being wild and free and like, I was kind of more on his side, but as the more and more we go through this, he is so stubborn and so black and white mm -hmm. thinking that it's just, it's just not attractive. It's not like, I don't, like you can tell she's really into him, but then he'll do these moments and it's just like, yeah. who the hell are you to tell me what to do? Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's too much. Like he doesn't come at the situation from a collaborative point of view. It's always coming at it from right. like a, a decree. Like I, Eric has, you must now follow my, like my orders. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, we, we say this a lot. Sometimes it's not what you say, how you say it. Like, yo, like every time with yeah. him, it feels like it's ultimatum. Do you think though that's because he just feels like he knows more because he's been married or is that just how he is? Oh, I, I think that's a big part of it. I, I think their first impression, like she was so nervous and drinky, drink heavy. And, you know, I think he got the, the perception that she's not mature and that he has to be the mature one. Like, I wonder if he was matched mm -hmm. with someone who was also his age, who was also the same financial level, if he would, you know, act this way. It, it kind of feels like he feels like he needs to step up because she hasn't. Yeah, I don't think he sees them on equal ground at all. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think he, yeah. he like a, my analogy from last time of him being up on the mountain and looking down for her, like, are you here yet? Like, I think that's how he sees her of not like hitting these life milestones that he has already passed and is expecting her to kind of rush to catch up mm -hmm. so that she can be with him because, you know, mm -hmm. he can show her the world and it's going <laughs> to all be fine. Mm -hmm. um, it. Which feels super gross to me and I don't like it all. It's like, let her live her life. Mm -hmm. If you don't like her how she is now, then call it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But like, exactly. don't do this BS of I'm going to change you into the person that you're supposed to be because that's messed up. Like, that's super messed up. Mm -hmm. And I hope if it gets to that point that she's recognizing that and able to step away and see it for what it is and know that that's not going to be healthy for her long term. Nope. Yeah. Like, just their argument where he was explaining to her. So, you know, when you sell a house, it takes time. Like, she, she knows that. She, no like, way, she I understands that. that. Like, I know she's 26. Yeah. She's young. She's seen someone sell their house before. Like, she gets that it's a it's multiple she, months yeah. for that to she happen. She understands basic yeah. economics and, you know, how properties <laughs> work. And... Yeah. Yeah. And, that, like, that's, like, scenes like that. I'm like, if he was with another 30-year-old who was a marketing executive for coca-cola like would he talk to her that way true probably not you know so and i don't so that that's where i'm like maybe this is just a timing situation with them where because she's in one stage of her life and he thinks that they're having all this but mm -hmm. who knows all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us for our recap of episode 11, Married at First Sight, season 12. Um, we have the podcast on all your favorite podcast apps, as well as YouTube. So full episodes are up there as well. 
Um, and then join us on Instagram at Cup of Three Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys, see what you're thinking about the season, who you think is going to make it, the past decision day, and all that good stuff. Um, and if you want to support the show, if you can uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and you know, share it with a friend or other Married at First Sight fans, we'd really appreciate it. Um, we just want to hear from you guys and see what you're thinking. This is a, a very large and interesting community, and everyone always kind of we're all looking at the same thing but we all see it very different ways (laughs) i think that's what makes this so fun um Mm -hmm. so join us next time we'll be covering the next episode and yeah in the meantime y'all have a good week thank you talk to you soon Bye. Bye. bye bye